when I saw that 306 kilometers, I didn't even realize the car could go uh, 306 kilometers an hour, 200 kilometers over the speed limit. Uh, no, that, that is just totally irresponsible and, and not safe. So even if there's no cars on, uh, cars on the road, uh, I know our OPP and other regional police uh, departments around our province, they'll be keeping an eye on that. And you, you got to throw the book at uh, these people because they're putting everyone's lives in jeopardy uh, when, they, when they do something that reckless and careless. So it's uh, very, very uh, disappointing. Uh, a, a young gentleman uh, jumped in the car and did that. But you know something? Thank God he's alive. And thank God his friend's alive. Uh, that's, that's the most important thing. He, I understand he made a mistake, and hopefully he'll never do it again. All right, there's the Premier. Premier, sorry, just moments ago commenting on the OPP this weekend, stopping a teenage boy driving his dad's car on the QEW, going what OPP Sergeant Kerry Smith described as, quote, the fastest speed that he has ever heard of. As you heard the Premier say, the 19-year-old pulled over going in excess of 300 kilometers an hour. As a matter of fact, he was uh, speed gunned at 308 kilometers an hour. Joining us now is Lorraine Summerfield, an automotive writer, and she joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Lorraine, good afternoon. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks for having me. All right. You've covered the auto industry for some time. I just mentioned the OPP. They say they have never seen somebody going triple the speed limit. It's a first for them. You ever heard or seen anything like this? Only on the Audubon and the racetrack. <laughs> this was incredibly <laughs> dangerous. Just insane we know the cars go that fast but that's not the place to do it well i'm glad you mentioned that we know the cars go that fast because lorraine here's the question i am seeing all over social media i'm sure you have as well that if the speed limit is no more than 110 why do they make cars that can go 300 kilometers or more a lot of people ask this all the time why don't we top them out at 100k and put restrictors on them and for big trucks and stuff that's exactly what they do and the, you know the truck says it can't go more than 110 you you can't do this to cars because even like i drive a little elantra i could get that thing going up mm, 180 probably so even cars that you don't think can do it can do it and this kid's driving a mercedes amg it's a performance car the Ferraris go that fast, the McLarens go that fast, the Mustangs go that fast, the muscle cars, the Camaros, you can get them up around that 300 range. I, I don't say, people do take them on the track. People do, you know, I, I get the gun argument with this. If you don't have a gun, then you can't, you know, use it to shoot somebody. I say cars are different. Um, I think what we're seeing here too is the roads are empty and the temptation is always big, especially with young males. Now it's almost too big. They just can't, they can't not do it. They want to do it. And yeah, I want to get to that in just a second, but to the point of cars going in excess of 300 kilometers an hour, I understand maybe you could make, I think, a pretty good argument for a car to at least be able to get to 160, 170, just because of certain situations out on the highway where you might need some extra speed to avoid you know, a certain obstacle or a, a, a potential crash. But again, why 300 or more? Do you think that, uh, I don't know, the Ministry of Transport needs to look into this or is the genie long out of the bottle? Genie's long out of the bottle. Uh, we've got the technology. I, I think the same way about on the the onboard technology, everything that is so distracting that they put in the cars when you can, you know, be Facebooking and, you know, emailing and things from your car, which we know you shouldn't do. Same argument. That's not going to go backwards either. Manufacturers aren't going to do it. What we need to acknowledge 
is the driver needs to be trained. And this is about the driver, not the car, because you can drive a really crappy car that goes slow in a really terrible way and cause a lot of damage as well. Yes, speed, speed causes more. I realize that. But we have to talk about the drivers. Why does this kid take daddy's car and it doesn't matter? Why, why does his dad let him? You never put that much power under your kid's right foot. And this is a kid. They don't have enough experience. So I think do we make it too easy for the kids? I mean, buy them an old Chrysler minivan. That's what I tell people. Get them something that they can't get going in. But, yeah, but when you say that it's a matter of training, Lorraine, I mean, I've been driving more than half my life now. I'm 50 years old. I got my license right at 16. was a rite of passage, of course, like so many of us. I'm pretty sure that I do not have the experience or the training or the expertise to drive a vehicle 300 kilometers an hour. And see, if you went to Mosport, they have training days, and you can pay and go and learn from Mercedes and some a lot of manufacturers that hold these days. So if you were so inclined, you could absolutely go there and be taught professionally, properly, safely to go very quickly. The fastest I've ever driven a car is 250, and it scared the crap out of me. And it was <laughs> in the right place to be doing that, and it was still like, okay, come all the way back now. That was <laughs> So I think Right. So to your point about training then, I mean when it comes to training, does it really matter when you're 18, 19, 20 years old? As you mentioned earlier, there's been an uptick in speeding yeah. and stunt driving ever since the pandemic hit yeah. and the yeah. roads aren't uh, as full as congested as they uh, usually are. And I don't know if training is the answer. I think we have well, to look at speed and why some people are attracted to it. I think we've also got um, a generation I'm noticing is they want to be on YouTube. They're filming this stuff on purpose. They want, they know they're going to get caught and they don't care. I wonder where this comes from. My kids, I've put them in this training because of the job I do, but I would kill them if they did this. Like there just, there wouldn't be a tomorrow. (laughs) There's no way. (laughs) So I think part of the social media stuff, they're YouTube heroes. There's the kids that were skateboarding on the gardener two weeks ago, a week ago, three of them skateboarding on the gardener because it was so quiet. You got fined $110, which is nothing. But I looked at it and it's empty and it's like, oh, I can see why that would be an attractive because they call it in the insurance industry. But, mm-hmm. you know, times are weird and different, but these kids doing the stunt driving, this has been going on, well, probably forever. I'm a little older than you. But now we've got the added bonus that you can tape it and brag about it. And it can, you know, let's try and get it to go viral. So we're also competing with that. Not just your mom's going to kill you, but here you can be famous or dead. Yeah, well, listen, I'm with you when it comes to if I was driving my dad's car back in the day, 300 kilometers an hour, and it got impounded by the police, the least of my worries would be the police. Exactly. Yes, trust me. Yeah. But having Absolutely. said that, how do we make yeah. these kids today then, Lorraine, respect the law and respect uh, everyone else's safety? I think they do what they see, so I think we have to set the right example for the kids. And if we're full of road rage and screaming at people and cutting people off, from the time they're in car seats in the back seat, they're watching this and learning. Your kid doesn't start to learn how to drive when they're 16. They start from the first time they're in a car. We have to set by example. We have to have consequences. My kids need to get a speeding ticket. You're off my insurance. I'm not going to cover you. You'll have to get your own policy, which you'll never be able to afford. So put consequences in place and carry them out. It's your car, parents. You own that car. Well, they don't own it for the coming week. But (laughs) Well, having said that, uh, let me ask you this. I'll get you out on this question because the premier was just asked whether or not the penalties are stiff enough. He said he would support a greater suspension of 
not only your license, but uh, the impounding of your car, which again is seven days right now. Uh, yeah. He would, he said he was in favor of seeing it up to a month, like 30 days. No, well, I mean, the stunt driving law, a lot of people, a lot of them get thrown out in court, believe it or not, because everyone likes to lay the charge. And then if it's not 50K over, they'll put it back to 149. They even call it the 149 excuse. I think the stunt driving laws are very strict. It's there. Anytime you can load more on, fine. I'd rather see it loaded on for drugs and using your phone and being distracted. But again, we've got... It, the kids have to not do it. You can't use all stick. There has to be a carrot here. And you mentioned the suspension and the fine, you know, probably be a $10,000 fine on that. The big thing, though, is that kid will never get insurance. I, I've talked to people that insurance quotes $22,000 a year when they've done something like this. That's with the insurance. So the repercussions are huge. Parents need to tell the kids what the repercussions are down the road. And that'll chase you for seven years on your insurance. So, and stop bailing them out. Stop bailing them out. That kid gets a bus pass, not another car. All right. Automotive writer Lorraine Summerfield with us this afternoon. Lorraine is a bit of a gearhead. I've really enjoyed your writing over the years and really a pleasure to have you on the show this afternoon. Thanks for that. You too.